Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Cimbala. Ohio! Ohio! You gotta hold it. Ohio. I spoke last night, I'm taping this early. By the way, I'm in Brooklyn, New York. You see? Brooklyn born, Brooklyn bred. I spoke last night at a conference of Indonesian pastors, of Indonesian churches in the Northeast. I had never been among Indonesian believers. Last Friday, I was with Romanian believers, leaders, pastors. The body of Christ is so beautiful, isn't it? It's so wonderful. And someone told me, I asked him before I got up, how do you say good morning in Indonesian? And he told me, listen, I could no more pronounce that or say it, so I wish I could greet you in Indonesian, but I can't, but I, I do welcome you to our penultimate. There's a word for you today. You know what penultimate means? Come on now, remember English? High school, maybe college, penultimate. The next to the last. This is the next to the last study we're gonna do. And Monday we begin the book of Hebrews, right? When I was a kid, my father-in-law, no, it was a guest speaker who has a sense of humor. And you know how people in church, we go through like motions and we have traditions and everybody just says, amen, amen. I was once in Dominican Republic and a lady was yelling up during the whole meeting, santo, amen, amen. And, and when I started to speak, she was yelling up at me like, you know, I wanted a response and amen, amen and yelling, and I looked down at her. She was sitting next to a kid. She was filing her nails. She was in the house of God, filing her nails, but she wouldn't stop the tradition. Look, she was filing and she went, amen, amen, amen. I was worried she put nail polish on while, the, while I was preaching. That's not good. We need to focus. And we've been focusing on 1 Samuel. Here's our last two lessons today and tomorrow. We learned about Saul and what we've learned. It's not who starts, it's who finishes. He did not finish well at all. Never mentioned in the uh, Hebrews 11, the chapter of the great heroes of faith. There's a warning there for us. We learned about Jonathan, how he died in a senseless battle, fighting in a lost cause and lost his life and couldn't help David when David came to the throne. We learned and applied that lesson to us. And now David. Well, David's not there. David's not in that chapter. But notice, God removes the one who's trying to kill him. God handled his enemy. And when the book of 2 Samuel begins, now David is going to assume the throne, not because with his own hands he killed Saul, but because God did it. God defended him. God vindicated him. So what's the lesson for us? Twice in David's life, do you remember? Once he was on the run, Saul was trying to kill him, had the whole army of Israel uh, chasing down David and his men. And one day he goes into a cave to relieve himself, the Bible says. And it's the cave that David was in. I mean, can't make it up. And the guys that are with David, they're like, this is it. We can get rid of the guy who's causing us to be away from our families running around in the desert, in caves, mountains. Let's kill him. David won't do it. 
When they saw Saul walk in, they started singing, this is the day, this is the day, because, hey, time to celebrate. David said, no, I won't do it. God puts me on the throne, God will do it. I don't want to touch his anointed. Even though Saul was acting bad, David respected the fact that God had put him on the throne. That's a good lesson there for us, you know? That doesn't mean people in leadership never make mistakes, but uh, God be careful, let God handle that, you know? My job is not to tear down everybody who uh, go after them in a personal attack because I think they're wrong. Let God handle it, and God will. And now David has another chance in 1 Samuel. Remember, they're falling asleep in the, the camp of Israel, and he comes right up to where Saul is. God put a heavy sleep on everybody, and, and he won't do it. He won't kill Saul in his sleep. When you have a mean spirit, what some people see as a, a potential possibility or an opening, David sees it as a temptation. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Let God do it. And guess what? God does it. So I want to say to you, Many times, it looked terrible for David, running from cave to cave, one step ahead of Saul and the army. He writes some of his most heart-throbbing psalms. God, where are you? My enemies increase. You are my rock. You are my fortress. Why did he say that? Because he, he was against the wall. But what God spoke, God brought to pass. And God will for you and for me. What he has spoken and promised to you from the word and made alive, hang on to it. Trust God. Don't give up. Don't try to fix it yourself. Don't try to do what only God can do. Don't get ahead of God. Many people lag behind God. They don't trust. They don't follow. They have, they're faithless. Other people are so full of zeal, they're ahead of God and they're wiping out everybody in the name of the Lord. And God never intended them to do that. Let's walk with God and trust him. He's going to bring that son back. Look, he's going to bring that daughter back. Are you praying? You trusting God? What he showed you in the spirit that he wants to do in your life, no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter how it seems and who's against you, if God be for us, who in the world can be against us? Come on, let's believe God today. That's the lesson of David, even though he's not in chapter 31. God takes care of all of his enemies. Saul and his advisors who are provoking him, they are muerte, dead, gone. And David doesn't have his blood on their hands, and now he's gonna go to the throne and everyone's gonna know, oh, David is the man. Look what God did to Saul. David didn't do it. That was the hand of God. God used evil people to take care of Saul. God does that. In, in the Old Testament, and he can do it in the New to teach us lessons, to chasten us. He can use unlikely sources, but he who has begun a good work in us will bring it to pass. I'm not supposed to knock on the table when I'm taping, but I'm doing it. Listen, God's gonna finish it. I believe that. He's finished so many things for me, and I'm trusting him for certain things as I speak, and I know he's going to bring it to pass. He'll do it, though, in his time, in his way. Let's trust him today. See you tomorrow, our last time in 1 Samuel. Mm -hmm.